Welcome to Seducing Aliveness. I am Jen Halterman. So happy to have you here with us. And here is my co-host, Tamara Yonker. Hi, Tamara. Happy Monday morning. It's a glorious day. It is a glorious day. Very excited to be here and to be starting a new series. Hey, that's fun. <laughs> oh, you know, I wanna I wanna share with everyone what inspired our um you know, this continuing uh week by week by week by week we're being led. And, you know, we had a conversation we were and I love how how the topics just come up. You know, it's in the midst of conversation. We're just like, let's talk and so we talk and then the the pathway forward and the topics sort of reveal themselves to us, which I just find absolutely splendid. And um, this thing that seems to be such a theme is where we've outsourced our inner authority. And just literally seconds before we started, came live today, we were talking about how um, people refuse. It's something that I see for I mean, for years and years and years and years, as I'm working with clients and facilitating classes, <clears throat> one of the things that I, and I do this myself as well, people refuse to claim, own, and acknowledge the potency that they have, the power that they have. Like, it's, you know, we, we talk about almost flippantly this whole empowerment movement, and yet people... It's like it's like they hear it. It goes in one ear and out the other. Because this whole idea that you have inherent power, I was saying this morning, um, how you know, God, God, just kind of love this whole creating your own reality thing. Like, you know, being able to create my life in a way that really suits me, that lights me up, that turns me on, that allows me to live most joyfully. That kind of is awesome. I just gotta say, and it wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't willing to acknowledge that I'm inherently powerful and it doesn't come from anywhere else. It doesn't come from outside anywhere else. And yet people will time after time, after time, after time, after time, after time, after time, continue to outsource their power, place it in someone or something else, outsource their inner authority, place it in someone or something else, rather than claim it for themselves and really start creating a life that is so freaking joyful they're just like every day is they're grateful to be here on the planet. And and that's really, you know, seducing aliveness. It's the name of the show. It's kind of like what this is all about, the invitation to live your greatest joy in whatever way that looks like for you. And, you know, to me, living my greatest joy is living alive, is living turned on, is living naturally enthusiastic for every day which I got to say is a is a vast difference from, you know, where I was as a teenager and in my early 20s when I was pretty much suicidal and did attempt suicide multiple times. So, it can happen. It can happen and this this series that we're starting today breaking up with um I have a feeling this is going to go on for a while, but today it's breaking up with uh being, you know, being a victim, breaking up with people who are functioning as victim. Really the overarching picture here is is um, hacking everywhere you've outsourced your inner authority so that you can live the life that turns you on, that just feels uh, ecstatic every day. And and I know there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, that's too good to be true. You're so full of shit. <laughs> because I would have been one of those people. I would have been one of those people who was so jaded, who was so um, cynical 
I mean, I remember, uh, I don't know, early 20s probably, I was seeing a, <clears throat> I, I was like, I've been searching for a long time, and, and mostly because I thought I was so fucked up. So one of the things that I did was I worked with a, um, he was like an intuitive counselor, and one of the things he pointed out to me at the time was, are you aware of how cynical you are? And I was like, no, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I really was so jaded, so cynical, because I just, you know, if somebody would have said everything that I'm saying right now, I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> I would have been like, you're just full of shit. I wouldn't have believed it was even possible. I would have shoved it away in refusal. Um, and it's taken years of choice by choice by choice by choice. And one of the things I wanted to share was in the beginning of, of this this switch for me, this willingness to actually claim, own, and acknowledge my my um, inherent power and potency, one of the things that came up for me, and I see this a lot, is a fear that if you do acknowledge it, you will use it in a way that you have decided is inappropriate or wrong or that will hurt others. And so you're like, oh, hell no, because I don't ever want to do that or I ever, I don't ever want to do that again. And so you'll continue to refuse your inherent power for fear that you will use it wrongly. And that is a common theme I see among people, and it was very true for me. Uh, I was just like, oh, my God, but I don't know if it was just generalized fear or memories or past life. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Um, I just know I confronted that, and that may be something that you're confronting too as we start talking about breaking up with these uh, operating systems that lead to more liberation. Sometimes liberation Mm -hmm. seems scary. Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it does seem scary. And I love that you acknowledge that fear of power, fear of having Mm. that much say of your life. And Oh, yeah. The conversations I've had are people are like, I know I fucked up my life. I don't need more power to do it, you know, because of the judgments or conclusions about what's gone on. And to go into this and say, look, here's the thing. We've been hacking what's going on, and now we're kind of talking about breaking up from a different vantage point. It sounds like there's, like, sound on a computer computer in the background maybe. I hear a little follow-up echo. Um, So we'll try to resolve the sound issue going on. But there's just this this issue with trying to avoid being too powerful because of not wanting to be accountable for being too powerful. And so as you consider that, as you look at that, I don't want to have to be accountable for that. I don't want all of that responsibility that is going on, that I'm aware of, that, it, you know, that I see that. And so what is it about being powerful that makes you want to avoid it? Because a lot of times it, I don't want to be responsible for all that power. I don't want to have to be accountable for it. And so if, if that's something that's going on, you know, we can, well, I'm sure we're going to be coming up and talking about that kind of aspect and those angles of this also, because, as we get into these things, the biggest thing, the biggest topic about hacking everything that we've been hacking for weeks now, the, the biggest piece of feedback is how do I let it go because I judge it and then I let it go. 
The judgment is what's required in order to create the separation. So they so what came up to us and kind of led to this is how do you break up gently? How do you do that? How do you let something go when we're saying talking so much about letting go of judgment, not being in judgment? How do you let something go? Because so many people let things go only when they've decided they're wrong or they're bad. And so that is the piece that came up um, as to what's going on in the dynamic and the conversations as to why we're even having this conversation is talking about breaking up. So as we go on with this topic, I am going to check into a set of headphones, see if I can change something that goes on or just disconnect here and see if we can get rid of the echo. Thank you for the feedback in the chat room. Um, But I really want you to consider, the listeners, just what is it that you are aware of right now? What does breaking up mean to you? What's required to break up? Hmm. Excellent question. And I certainly wasn't aware that I was requiring making something wrong in order to have a reasonable, rational, logical justification for separating from it. I didn't know I was operating that way. Um, and it's very pervasive. And this comes back, you know, judgment, we can't help but include judgment in these conversations because uh, judgment is the false source of power that we use when we don't acknowledge our own inherent power. <laughs> kind of funny how that works. And I know that, you know, we've talked about some of these things uh, already. We've had whole shows in, in the past on some of these things. And the reason... I mean, we're going to be pulling that stuff into the current shows because it, it, you can't talk about this stuff without acknowledging some of these things. And you were talking about responsibility. You know, I don't want to, I want, I don't want to take more responsibility. I don't want to be accountable for being powerful. And I think that's a brilliant thing to invite into the conversation because what so many people hear when you start talking about responsibility, and this is so interesting how this has become conflated, is it triggers them. They hear the word responsibility, and it triggers them, oh, I don't want it to be my fault. I don't want to be to blame. And in order for something to be your fault or for you to be to blame, then you have to actually, there has to be a judgment of something being wrong. Responsibility doesn't, it's not automatically, like if you've created this automatic association that I'm responsible, I'm to blame, I'm at fault, I did it, I was the wrong one, I made the wrong choice, I created something, you know, wrong, that is going to be a a trap that will keep you forever Mm -hmm. tethered to um, not taking Uh, not uh, claiming, owning, acknowledging your inherent power because it's a refusal. It's a defense against, I don't want to be at fault. I don't want to be to blame. I don't want somebody to point the finger at me and said, you know, she did it. She's at fault. She's to blame. Um, So so we've got to kind of like unhook everywhere you've hooked. You've made responsibility mean blame or fault. Um, That shows up when we're kids, you know. Who's to blame? Who's at fault? Who did it? And everyone's standing there like, not me, not me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Because <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to get in trouble. There's this whole thing about consequences for your actions. And so we're constantly avoiding that. And it keeps us refusing our inherent power. 
because I don't want to be to blame. I don't want to be at fault. So take a look at that and see if that's something that's operating underneath the radar of your um, orientation. Is that something that you need to break up with? <laughs> Perhaps, you know, stop buying into this um, automatic association that responsibility equals blame or fault. It's, you know, what if life is unfuckable? This is something that I, I say all the time with my clients, and it often gets the deer in the headlights. Um, because unless you've broken up with judgment, you're still looking for, you know, the wrongness or the rightness. And I'm not going to get into that because that's later this week. <laughs> breaking up with <laughs> right, breaking up with wrong. <laughs> um, but but these again, these things. It's like they're all inclusive here. We're kind of as we're unpacking this, each of these is um, is important. And and since we're talking about breaking up with victim. If you are constantly trying to avoid being at fault, being to blame, that is going to keep you in the victim position because you are refusing your own inherent power. See how this is one of those, another one of those closed circuit loops? Oh, I don't want to be at fault. I don't want to be blamed. So I'm going to make sure that I refuse my power, which keeps me in the victim position because I'm not claiming any power. So I've got to use a false sense of power or manipulation through playing the victim and then enlisting others to play on the triangle with me. See how that works? Kind of sneaky. Mm-hmm. It is very sneaky, and it's, it's so interesting. And I've said this before, and so I really want to say this from this place, okay, from the place of we're going to break up with this. It's okay. We're, gonna, we're just going to have a little break up here. And, I can still hear myself, and I, I don't even have headphones on. So I guess we're going to deal with my little echo. Sorry about that, guys. It's, it's, it's coming through on your end. I do apologize. Uh, but I don't know what else we could do technically. So we're going to roll with it. <laughs> so when we talk about breaking up, by definition, there's a forcible disruption or separation, okay? And so a lot of people go to that. There has to be disruption. There has to be some kind of push in order to go through the breakup. Okay, and we have spoken about it. We have talked about it numerous times. Like, what if it didn't have to be right or wrong? What if you just didn't choose it anymore? And so, as we get into this um, topic, this this new series about breaking up, what we are really looking at here is instead of the old way of breaking up, instead of okay, I've judged this is now wrong and it's bad in my life, and now I'm going to separate from it because that's that's what makes my choice to no longer choose the old thing the correct choice. Now I'm going to choose something different because that's bad. What we do is we separate ourselves. We disconnect. We have to start putting things in categories and boxes to create that separation. And if that's how you're living your life, you're not really creating like this unlimited amount of possibility and choice and this array of, you know, the whole rainbow is available to you. Instead, you are just cutting off different parts and as if they are wrong and bad and putting them separate from you. They're no longer the right choice. They're something you would avoid. And as we have said, the moment that we judge something as wrong or bad, that's a moment that we stop recognizing it in ourselves. So even though we may judge it, decide it's bad, and put it to the side, it no longer can be the messenger of awareness for us because we're creating that separation from it. 
So the invitation here is, are you willing to not separate yourself from something simply because you don't choose it any longer? Is that possible? Would you consider that? Because that's that's what makes me very curious and willing to go. I mean, I just keep going, oh, I'm going to break up with this by not choosing it anymore. And it, it gives me just this opportunity of daily facing into this of I'm just not choosing this anymore. I'm not choosing this anymore. Yeah, I called it a breakup in the beginning, but honestly, it was just a way of giving myself that awareness that I'm going to choose differently. That's all it was. It doesn't mean I'll never choose it again. It just means that I changed it. Operating system, that's it. Mm-hmm. Can it be that easy? Are, are the yabats yeah coming up? <laughs> are people like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, and I've said this before. You go to the grocery store and you walk down the aisles and you, you pick stuff off the shelf and it's, Total ease, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to buy some refried beans, and I'm going to buy some cheese, and I'm going to get some eggs and some milk. And all the things that you don't choose, you don't sit there and go to battle and fight against them and be like, I am not choosing you. You are so wrong, you big bad potato chip. (laughs) You don't do that, do you? You just walk down the aisle and you select the things that you're choosing. And you walk out the door with total ease. And yet somehow... (laughs) We can't have that same much that's that same degree of ease in the choices we make in life. And and this is what where to me it's kind of this source of I've got to play the victim. If and I'm going to keep I might sound like a broken record today, but when you go to the grocery store and you're selecting things off the shelf, none none of those items that you're not choosing you've made greater than you, right? The potato chips are not greater than you. The salami is not greater than you. The like all this stuff you're, you're you don't have to go to battle to, with them because you're just like oh yep not choosing that. And there's no there's no even thought about the things you're not choosing. You're just not choosing them. And yet there's something very different when we've set ourselves in the position of victim that it's like we have to fight against everything we don't want to choose. We have to give ourselves a justifiable reason so we can go to our friends and say. Well, I broke up with that because here's all the reasons why it was horrible, 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 horrible in my life. Like, look at me as a victim, 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 victim. So I had to. I had to get rid of it. It was awful. It was impacting me in this amazingly awful way, and I had to get rid of it. So I'm so justified, and now you should feel empathy for me. Like, this is the weird – this is so weird that we do this. Like, it's like you can't just say – Oh yeah, I stopped judging myself. Mm-hmm. Done. Like no more. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to try and elicit everybody's alignment and agreement with you so that you feel validated and safe in the sameness. You just decide for yourself. That's what you want to do. I don't want to live at the effect of judgment anymore. I'm just going to break up with it. Done. Mm-hmm. Or or anything else you want to have, break up with. You know, maybe there's somebody in your life that is not contributing um, a, in a way that you enjoy. And so you're just like, well, I don't think I'll spend some less time around that person. But you don't have to go into this big, long saga. This is what the victim does. Creates a huge story around how awful that person is and they're 
They're an energetic vampire. I have to stay away from them because they are doing this to me and that to me. And every time around them, then this happens and that happens. Like you have to create this whole huge story to to give people reasons and justifications about why you don't want to spend time with that person anymore instead of just saying, yeah, just don't choose that. It's just not as enjoyable as, to, as hanging out with other people. Like, we have to pathologize the things that we want to break up with. We have to make them so wrong so that we can have this wonderful explanation to all our friends about how justified we were. Mm-hmm. That's not power. You're outsourcing your power to judgment. You're saying, oh, i got to pull judgment in here so that I can make sure that everybody understands how right I am in my choice to break up with whatever. When you claim your own inherent power, you just choose. You don't have to make anything wrong. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'm not choosing that anymore. Just the way, you know, I decided to start choosing, you know, bananas over oranges in the grocery store. It wasn't a big deal. I just chose it. This is the difference of where we keep ourselves a victim, thinking we need to rely on judgment, We outsource our inherent power to judgment, thinking we need it to choose, and then we have this wonderful um, uh, justification we can share with all our friends. See, 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 I had to get rid of it because I was the victim of it, and now I'm empowered Mm -hmm. through judgment. You can keep choosing that. We're not saying it's wrong. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to illuminate maybe there's another way. There might be. It might be. And it might be really uncomfortable or it might be fabulous. I'm not sure. You're going to have to have your own experience <laughs> to find out. <laughs> so here's, here's a funny story. And this, is, this really comes into a piece that I, I want to bring in about this victim mentality is when we've claimed victim as a default, when we're engaged with people who have chosen victim as a default, okay, when that's going on in our realm, Anything and everything goes through the filter of victim. Anything and everything, mm-hmm. whether you hear it, whether you speak it, it's all through that filter, okay? And so I had gone through a relationship breakup with a friend, and yet I had also gone through a big change in myself. I had, I had myself through my wedding, had gone through big vows, a real owning and claiming myself because if, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, my wedding vows with my wife were not to her. They were actually to me. So I vowed to myself. She vowed to herself when we chose to be each other's witness. So that, those were our vows. When you make a vow like that, it changes shit. Like oh, you really start stepping into things and you don't have to think about it. It just begins happening because you live into, you embody those types of things. So I was busy embodying the change that I had created, that I was creating, and and the dynamic with my wife. And so I had noticed drastic change going on, a lightness, and I was breaking up with judgment. My judgment. Me. My dynamic with judgment. I was going through a breakup. Now, it, it happened to be that I had also changed my conversation patterns my, you know, levels of engagement and all this with a number of people. Some people said, well, you're in the honeymoon phase, so you're kind of in a bubble. Yeah, you've kind of gone away. And some people, that was 
what they concluded about the change in me. Some people said, you've gone away because you're, you think you're better than me. And I was so surprised to find that out, that that was their point of view. Some people said, you are so much happier in your relationship, that's why you're changing. Now, this is all external, but it's feedback I was getting. I just gone through the judgment of me. I was going through this breakup of judgment of me, and I was like, I'm not judging myself for that anymore. Why? Because I'm choosing my aliveness. Why? Because I'm choosing to be too much and no longer tone it down. I was going into the embodiment of completely being me. So I, I went on Facebook Live, and I had the audacity to say, you know, people have been asking what the change in me is, and I said, I broke up with judgment. I had a big breakup in my life. I broke up with judgment. And that was it. And I was literally just, I broke up with judgment. And it was amazing to me who I would hear from who thought I was talking about them and just saying the word judgment, but I was really referring to them. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Wait, you actually claim that? Like, what? What? What is this? It was, yes, hilarious. It was amazing. How people will, if you have that, if you've got that victim mentality, if you're going to default of, uh-oh, this means they're mad, uh-oh, this means I did it wrong, uh-oh, this means I'm less than. Somebody can do something that has nothing to do with you, and you will claim it. The victim goes out seeking to claim all of the validation. And so, if this is going on, this is the kind of breakup we're talking about. What if you didn't have to make it wrong? or right to choose something different? Like, do you go and apologize to all the bazillions kinds of apples that are on the shelf because you're going to choose gala this week? Like, do you feel you need to do that? Then why do you do it with people? you got to get curious. Actually, what's your motivation? It is really interesting how we play this game with ourselves. Um, breaking up with judgment to me is where I'm actually ready to take the action to claim my inherent power. Because as I just used in that illustration that I shared, if I'm, if I have to, you know, come up with all this, make someone or something wrong, in order to separate myself from it, because that's what judgment does. Judgment separates. Mm -hmm. So I have to make it really, really wrong, so I have all these great reasons and justifications that I can share with all my friends and, like, see how I was a victim, and I finally stood up for myself, and now I have uh, broken up with whatever by using judgment as the source of power. When you finally are willing to break up with judgment, that, to me, shows that someone is ready to claim their inherent power. Because they're like, oh, I don't need this crutch anymore. I don't need judgment. I can just choose. What have we been talking about? Choice is your superpower. Choice is your inherent power. Choice. Choice is your inherent power. So you can continue to rely on judgment, thinking that you need that as that forceful way of separating and that, and then you get to play the victim, 
you know, like I had to, I, here's all my great reasons and justifications why I had to get that thing out of my life forcefully using judgment. And that maintains the position of victim forevermore, or you have another choice. And that other choice is I'm actually ready to start taking responsibility. And, and notice when you break up with judgment, that means I'm not making anything at fault and I'm not making anything to blame anymore. I'm actually, I'm going to break up with judgment so I can't say, oh, whose fault is it? And, and, you know, a lot of people love to make themselves wrong and blame themselves for everything. My life is fucked up. I, I'm at fault. I'm to blame. So part of breaking up with judgment is is breaking up with everywhere you're making. I'm getting ahead again. I'm doing it again. <laughs> breaking okay. up with everywhere you're right. making yourself wrong. <laughs> but this is that this is that turning point. This is that choice point. And I'm not saying that you might just do it one time. Like you might make the choice to say, "I'm ready to break up with judgment," and I'm going to make that commitment to myself. I love that you brought in. You know, you're, I love that you guys made vows to yourselves and, and that you brought that in because you made that vow to yourself. And then what showed up was the realization that you're break, you broke up with judgment. That's a commitment you make to yourself. No one can make you do that. You're the only one who can say, I'm ready. Now's the time. I've had enough. I'm tired of outsourcing my authority and my power to everything and everyone else. I'm ready to claim it for myself which means I'm no longer going to make myself wrong anymore, put myself at fault, I'm breaking up. And then you are, instead of depending on the crutch of judgment as your source of power and your source of justification for everything you had to get rid of because it was so bad and wrong and you were at the effect of it, instead of that, you get to start playing and I'm using that word very deliberately, you get to start playing with choice. Choice is your inherent power. You get to start playing with that. And you get to start seeing what your choice creates in a space of unfuckupable. Because unfuckupable is the space of no judgment. And if you're breaking up with judgment, you're like, wow! All of a sudden, all things are available to me to choose all things become possible and i actually am now willing to play because play is only possible in the absence of judgment i am now actually ready and willing to play with my superpower of choice play with choice superpower inherent power get it (laughs) this is a game changer of magnitude magnitude i would as a matter of fact just from my interesting point of view i would say this is the game changer of magnitude now we're going to continue to talk about this we're going to continue unpack this over the days and weeks to come because there's so many ways that we you know aren't aware of where we're like oh yeah i'm sliding back into where i'm dependent upon judgment i'm outsourcing my power rather than playing with my superpower of choice where I am the creator, sovereign of my reality. If you want it. If you Just want an it. invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. So let's talk about this whole thing. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about breaking up 
with the victim, whether it's you or somebody else, whether it doesn't matter who has claimed it, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about breaking up with the victim. By being the victim in mentality and belief and filter of the world and all interactions, being able to break up already makes it that there's a judgment and wrongness available, okay? And so when this comes up and you think, well, I'm going to break up with the victim, guess what? They've already decided it's wrong. You've decided it's wrong. <laughs> the victim's wrong. It's bad. It, that's part of being the victim at the effect of. So having that already there, What's the option for breaking up with it? If the judgments are there, what's the actual possibility of breaking up with the victim mentality, yours or somebody else's? The only way to break up with it is to let go of judgment. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oops, it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, what? I was waiting for the... Wait, what? Wait. Just judgment? Yeah. That really is it. So the victim, to have the victim as a default is living in judgment. Any form of victim is living in judgment. So breaking up with judgment is how you do break up with the victim in yourself or others. Without giving the fuel, the food of judgment, there is no category known as victim. You're going to have to say that again for people because they all just went, what? (laughs) Crickets. Huh? Wait. It was like this collective law. Huh? What did she just, what? (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. Okay, here we go. (laughs) What keeps the victim mentality outlook on life, anything alive is judgment. That's what it feeds on. Mm-hmm. So actually to go through a breakup with it, you must disengage from judgment. Which means there is no victim. Ta-da! If That's you break piece, up with judgment, if you break up with the victim, the victim doesn't become wrong. The victim doesn't go away The victim no longer exists, period. Yeah, that's the crux of it right there. And that's the part that makes people go, like, it fries their little circuitry. I can perceive it in the world. I'm like, people are like, what? What? What do you mean? The whole world revolves around that triangle. What are you talking about? There's no victim. What? What? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Let me gather my evidence and prove it to you. Yeah, but. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love this. I remember the first time that I that I talked about this in a class. This whole if you break up with judgment, there is no victim. And man, the fight that ensued against that as a possibility. Ooh, doggy. What are you What are you (laughs) sensing in yourself as you're hearing these words now? Those of you who are listening now in the future, what are you sensing coming up in yourself? If you've got yeah buts uh-huh. come up, feel free to show them in the chat room. <laughs> I'd love to hear them. I have one already. Usually, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, this usually will stir up the yabbats like a hornet's nest. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, here's here's what came in. That works fine in me if I break up with judgment, but that doesn't stop me from experiencing other people choosing to be the victim. And this is mm. what I would say. Mm. If you break Good up one. with judgment and they come into your space with your with their choices, you don't have the judgment to label them a victim. You simply see somebody making choices. Yep. <laughs> Oopsie. Fucking simple again, damn it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. So this, I'm going to say this, this is again. <laughs> Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Let's just say this one again. Okay. Here's the gift. Judgment is what labels are based on. Okay? Without judgment, labels drop away. And all you are left with is the choices that people are making. You are the witness to their choice. You're observing choice. If you are not in judgment and you observe a choice, you can say, they're choosing to lay on the floor and have a tantrum in the candy aisle. They're choosing to get milk out of the cooler. They're choosing to park in the handicapped spot. And I don't even know if they have a placard or not because I'm not looking for proof. You begin to see people making choices. You begin to yep. see people picking up almond milk, picking up milk from a cow. And you go on your way because you're not seeking all the proof that judgment requires. There are no labels. There's just choice. This, this is it. This is it. How much of the stuff in your head all day long is judgment of what people are choosing? And then based on your judgment of what people are choosing, you make a label for it. Asshole. (laughs) I mean, whatever. Like, constantly, this is what's going on in people's heads. Because the mind likes to categorize everything and put it into, you know, because that's how it feels safe. So if your mind is busy categorizing everybody, oh, that person's a victim, that person's a bully, that person's an asshole, da-da-da-da-da, then you're like, oh, and now I know who to separate myself from so that I can stay safe, based on the label as a byproduct of judgment. I I love what you said, because this is the simplicity of it all. This is the simplicity of all. When Mm -hmm. you break up with judgment, you simply see how people are functioning. You're just observing their choices. There's no story attached. There's no overlay you put on top of it. So you say, you tell yourself, like, stay away from that person. I got to judge them to keep separate from them. You're just watching everything as it arises fully present with no need to separate from anything or anyone. It simply doesn't occur to you. Once you've broken up with judgment, it doesn't occur to you to separate. You can't even think of a reason. (laughs) It doesn't occur to you. Uh There's no more reason because this whole thing, judgment is all about, is, is, is about trying to stay safe. It's a it's a means of control. 
so that I can stay safe. I can stay away from all the bad stuff and only let in the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I judge it, that's my forcible separation from it or or from a person. And that's what's going on in your head all day, every day, until you break up with judgment. And then there's nothing going on in your head all day, every day, but observation. <laughs> yep. It just simply is like, oh, look at that. It's in the same way that I look out my window today and I see, you know, the plants. No flowers. A little late for that. And you're just like, you know, you're just observing. You could say, oh, there's a car out there and it's colored silver and, and uh, the gra- it's really dry, so everything's kind of brown, turning brown late as we get later into the summer. Mm-hmm. And the sky is blue with puffy white clouds, and you're just you're just describing the landscape. That's what you do with people. You simply are observing their choices without a story overlay. No interpretation, no meaning, no story overlay. You're just like, oh, look at that person chose almond milk off the shelf off the shelf instead of cow's milk. Oh, look at that person chose to be, um, I'm going to use a descriptive word. Things become descriptive rather than labels. You know, oh, look at that person choosing to be a bully. It's just a description. It's no longer a label with a pejorative added to it. As soon as you add the pejorative, the judgment, that's the difference. Rather than just being descriptive, just describing the landscape, look what that person is choosing. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, what's possible? Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. Well, and I think this is so interesting, and the the feedback is pouring in, and I love all the technical glitches that I'm experiencing on my end today. I'm very entertained by them. Like, oh, something's going on. Okay, there's an intensity here. Okay, great. But here's what I would, you know, continue to invite you into is when you catch yourself, okay? So if you're like, okay, I'm making up a judgment, and you say, oh, my gosh, I just totally caught myself labeling and judging somebody, you have an option. You can then judge yourself for judging somebody, or you can say, look at me choosing to play judgment. Because if you go to the conclusion of I'm so judgmental, I am so judgmental, I have really got a judgment problem. And you judge yourself for judging. You're not acknowledging the power of your choice. Look at me choosing victim. Oh, look at me. I chose villain right there. Look at me. I'm choosing to judge the hell out of everybody. When you start acknowledging it, because that was truly a huge step for my breaking up with judgment process, was instead of judging myself for it, I would just acknowledge it and then decide if I wanted to keep choosing it or choose something else. And that took a lot of times of me saying, time out, Jen. What are you choosing right now? What am I choosing right now? What do I want to create with this moment? And if what I was doing did not contribute to what I wanted to create, I have that authority within me and I gave myself full permission to change without notice instantly time out change okay taking a breath on a new path no explanation needed just making a change because I'm choosing something different 
And that was vital, giving myself that permission and taking the action on it over and over and over, no matter how many times, mid-sentence, I had to stop myself, call myself on it, go, whoop, there I go, judging again. Okay, hold on. New 10 seconds. And then, you know, make another choice. That's me claiming my inner authority. Mm-hmm. Yep. Claiming your power of choice. Yep. And uh, the thing is, don't take our hand. Our, our don't take our word for it. This is everything mm-hmm. you're hearing right now is secondhand experience, right? You're listening to us talk about what it was like when we chose to break up with judgment. Notice the word choice in that sentence. When we chose to break up with judgment, judgment. So, so the thing is. Your inherent power is already beginning to blossom when you say to yourself, I'm ready to make the commitment to break up with judgment for my well-being. I desire something different. So you're already engaging your superpower of choice when you make the choice to break up with judgment. And then it's just a matter of practicing every day, practicing. But don't take our word for it. Give yourself the permission, if you have the desire, to have the direct experience. That is the only way you're going to know if this is for you. The only way you're going to know if this is for you is to be willing to put on your lab coat and go into your laboratory called life and say, I'm willing to experiment and see what this creates. What if? I wonder. I wonder what it would create if I chose to break up with judgment just this one time in this one situation. I'm just going to give it a whirl, going to give it a taste, a try, a sample, and see what mm-hmm. it creates for you. And then if you like it, you might be like, hmm, that wasn't so bad. I wonder what happens if I do it again. Yeah. And I choose it again later today or tomorrow morning. Start sampling base beyond judgment. If it's for you, give yourself the possibility of having the direct experience. Because you can listen to us or other people talk about it all day long. But until you really give yourself that direct experience, you won't know. It's just going to all be like blah, 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 uh, fluffy in your ear. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Sounds so good. (laughs) But I tell you what. Say it again, it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) but i tell you what for me the moment that i started saying yeah i want to try that out i want to give it a whirl i'm willing and i started experiencing what that the direct experience of living a no judgment life oh hell (laughs) you can't unknow what you know and the moment i had the direct experience of that there was no turning back. There was no turning back. What I unleashed in myself, in my reality, my creative capacity, my natural inherent joy, when I wasn't choosing against myself, when I finally had that direct experience, oh, there, is, there was no turning back. That was it. I was like, oh, yes, please, happy, thank you more. And I haven't looked back since. And I haven't looked back since. 
And the thing is, mm-hmm. it's once you've had that and you want more and more and more of it, then, you know, there's this whole thing. You're like, holy cow, the whole world could be like this if they want to. And the thing is, you're not functioning from judgment, so you're actually not making anyone's choice not to choose non-judgment wrong. (laughs) This is the beauty of allowance. You're actually living as allowance. So everything that everybody chooses is awesome. There are no victims. There are no bad or wrong choices. There's just what people are choosing. And I tell you what else happens as a byproduct of all this. You begin to recognize that misery and suffering are an illusion. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. What? Wait, what? <laughs> misery and suffering, and suffering are nothing but an illusion. Uh-huh. So everywhere people are, are living as victims of misery and suffering, you're just like, oh, yeah, right. There's no victims. That's just their choice. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And just because they have a choice, just because you don't, you have no frame of reference for why somebody would make a choice doesn't actually make them wrong. Just so you know, just because you wouldn't choose it does not make them wrong. Mm-hmm. Can you There's be enough There's nothing left to kill your joy. Right. Nothing left. No judgment equals nothing left to kill your joy. You're like, damn, I'm trying really hard to find something, but I can't without that judgment stick, without that judgment tool, without that judgment hammer. I can't find anything left to kill my joy, so damn, I guess I'm just going to have to be joyful. Mm-hmm. Are you willing? What does that bring up for people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but someone might judge me. <gasps> Guess what? <laughs> That's the other cool thing. <laughs> that thought that I just said, the yeah, but, that I just pulled out of somebody's head, yeah, but someone might judge me if I'm just living my joy, that never occurs to you anymore either. <laughs> because you're no longer outsourcing your inner authority. So you don't give a rat's ass what everybody thinks. And I don't mean that in a like a non-caring, cold way. Because there are people, I mean, Mm -hmm. I used to do that. I was like, I don't care what anybody thinks, but I was doing it as a separation. You just really recognize that it's not relevant. Like other people's points of view about you are simply not relevant to your joy and your life and your the experience that you're creating. It's just not relevant. It's just not relevant. It doesn't occur to you anymore to worry about what other people think. Uh It doesn't occur to you. Off the radar. Gone. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you when you go into that space of I don't even notice if somebody could be judging me or whatever, it isn't any. There's no attachment. There's no sticky to attach you to it. It's just, and if somebody does express judgment in your direction, there's a space of huh, okay, and you, there's no claiming it. You don't claim the judgment that might be coming at you. So, yes, I love what you put in the chat room. There's nothing to avoid. You don't avoid judgment. You don't try. You don't go, oh, I know they're going to judge me for it. You don't base your choices on judgment because you're avoiding it. Because you haven't even decided your choices are right or wrong. They're just a choice. It's just an option. It's a possibility that you're engaged with in this moment. 
Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, for me, so I'm not judging me. Really not judging me. I know so there's a lot of people out there who still have that, like, I don't even know if that's really true or possible. <laughs> I'm not judging me. So when other people judge me, it is nothing. It's It has zero impact, like zero. I mean, zero, 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 zero. I'm aware of it. I'm totally aware of it. But it has zero impact on me because I'm not judging me. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, that person judging me right now. Hm. It's just kind of like static in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. has zero impact. It means nothing to me. I don't have to run away from it. I don't have to try and change it. I don't have to run toward it if it's good judgment and try and get more of it. Oh, feed me more of that good judgment. Come on, come on, come on, because i got a deficit of whatever you're giving me judgment about, and I need more, more, more. Remember we talked about the addict? <laughs> yep. No, I'm just aware. It's just judgment. Okay, cool. It has zero impact okay. either way. Good judgment, bad judgment, just more more of the landscape. But when I don't mm-hmm. judge me, there is no I, – I have no concern about other people's judgment because their judgment can only stick you if you're judging yourself first or stick mm-hmm. to you. I think of it as like Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment's like Velcro. It'll stick to you if you believe if you believe it. If you if you already think yeah, it's true, the, then judgment is like sticks. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good that's a good visual because it does. You got to have the other side for Velcro to to attach. That's exactly. It. You have the other side of it. So, are you the Velcro to everybody's judgment? Are you the matchy matchy side so that they can you know that can happen and you're stuck <laughs> with it? Oh, I can't get it off of me. If they would just leave, no, then they would just expose the open judgments that somebody else can float along and, you know, attach to. It is it is so interesting to talk about this. And really, I've been, I just had a moment where I was like, okay, I'm just wondering right now, before I broke up with judgment, if somebody said this to me, I actually remember at the wedding, one of my friends, the officiant, actually said to me, Jen, you got a lot of receiving to do. <laughs> I was like, huh? And I'm thinking, okay, we're at the wedding. Are we trying to get, what are you talking, what? I couldn't, I didn't have a comprehension for what she was saying. And months later, we were having a conversation and chatting and laughing and da, da, da. She said, oh, you started receiving. And I said, what? <laughs> she said, yeah, I think your judgments were keeping you blind. And that's, that is actually the moment that I saw my judgments wrapped everything I was judging in that lovely cloak of invisibility and stashed it somewhere within my, you know, non-awareness, the secret closet where I had my snacks and goodies for later when I need something to gnaw on. That's when I realized that's the game I was playing with myself. It actually wasn't happening. It just was happening, and I was pretending it wasn't happening. That was my creation. It was still going on. I just wrapped it up so I couldn't see it and deal with it and look at it. And it was when I quit judging that I started receiving everything that was available to me, choices and, you know, everything, and I wasn't attached to any of it. I think to me, you know, that's the, the, the seduction of this breaking up series is it is so seductive to me to literally be in a space of, I just chose that in that moment, and I don't have attachment to it. I don't have to pack it in a bag, you know. I had an experience 
other day, I went into a store and they had a candle. And for whatever reason, I never stop the candles. I'm not somebody that stops with the candles and smell them. It just very rarely do they get my attention anymore. And this one did. And it wasn't the name. I couldn't even read the name as far away as it was. But it drew me to it. And I walked over and I took off the lid and I inhaled. I swear to God, my boyfriend from high school was in there. I was like, whoa, how, how is this? And there's smoke from the canyons. And what is this in here? And guess what? I didn't have to buy it to take it home with me. I just chose to like... Ooh, memory lane. Hello, high school, 1980s. There I am, big hair and tight. Levi's Bible Volume One. Awesome. Put the lid back on. Left it where it was. Just because I chose a moment with it doesn't mean I had to pack it with me for the rest of my life. Just like the memories that it triggered. And that, to me, is what breaking up with the attachment of judgment and all these things is about. We get to, oh, we might experience it and go, ooh, that was delightful. Ooh, I didn't like that so much. What am I going to choose? I think I'm going to choose delight. <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to be wrong. It's, it doesn't have to be right. Just a choice. It's it's liberation. In case you've been listening to us for months, and, and we keep using this word liberation, and in case you've been wondering what exactly we meant by that, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> here you go. The absence of attachment, which is, is, here's the thing. The absence of attachment does not mean you don't enjoy anything. For me, it actually means I have the capacity to enjoy it to the fullest because I'm not trying to control it. That which you try to control, you become dependent upon through attachment. I'm not sure what the chicken or the egg is there. I just know how it works. So when I let go of the attachment... I actually, my capacity to enjoy skyrockets because I'm present. I'm not living in my, in my mind. I'm not having this sort of muted experience of things. I'm actually present with it, and I can receive it and enjoy it so much more fully than if I have some sort of judgment related to it, and I have to control it, and I've got all my attachment, and what does it mean? This is the liberation of which we speak. And we will continue to speak of for weeks to come because, to me, that's what seducing aliveness is all about. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm having a great mm. time, and I love this. I love this new series. I'm so happy we are in it. I am very ecstatic. The rest of the week, we are going to be breaking up as, as the villain and the hero, and then we are. Like you kept, you know, hinting to, and we're gonna let it sneak in. It's okay. It can show up too. But breaking up with being wrong and breaking up with being right, and what would that liberate you from? What choices mm. would it open up for you? And so, thank you all for being here. Thanks, Tamara, again for an amazing conversation and all the fun that we have with just, you know, shining the light on stuff that I don't know. It might be overly simple. How would that be if we change our life in a simple way instead of dramatic? I don't know. Something to consider. (laughs) So thanks, everybody, for being here. We will be back again tomorrow for some more Breaking Up here on Seducing Aliveness. I'm Jen Halterman. That's Tamara Yonker. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. 